Alrighty. Do you want to start us off? Um. <laughs> All right. You you can you can go for okay. it. <laughs> here with i'm graham graham and today we're gonna to be talking about um a lovely game i think called uh what remains of edith finch would you agree mm -hmm. yeah i really enjoyed it it was i don't, I don't know whether i'd say it, like it wasn't what i expected mm. but like I, I don't i didn't really know what i expected that much i'd seen the the first like 20 minutes of it in a in like a video but um, yeah it kind of it was better than i expected i suppose i think we should preface this by saying like um if you have any intention of playing this game oh yeah don't listen to this podcast stop right now all i'm going to say is play it however i'm also going to say this we don't really talk i haven't really talked much about it with you in, in our other podcasts but i think like a um a cost to experience comparison it's sometimes good to do when you're talking about games. This game, in my opinion, was way overpriced, and we got it on sale. Um, yeah, I don't and, know if you'd agree. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a difficult topic, but I feel like this is a game that could have been like fifteen dollars. Yeah, I mean, so the game took me about two hours to beat in total. Probably, yeah. probably imagine similar with you. Um, and we got it on sale for 20 bucks. Let me look up the original price. It's probably more, well... It's, it's a little bit less on Steam. We got okay. it on PlayStation Store. It was 27 Canadian. Regular price. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. Considering a game like... I don't know. That, that, um... That, that's quite a lot. Um... I, I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a problem. Um like story games in general have. I remember Gone Home when I bought that when it first came out. It was similarly overpriced. Um, even at $20, it's on the PS4 right now. I probably wouldn't say it's worth that much, but... I know there was that whole thing about Firewatch, too. Yeah. And Firewatch was like a three, four-hour game. Yeah, I just... Uh, I, it's an interesting... It's a hard topic to... to really talk about, I guess, because it's like, what is... You know, is that what you value games as? Just like a time commitment? But mm -hmm. I, I don't know. When you look at, you know, a $70 game or an $80 game like, well, like Persona, for example. Well, that's like 100 hours, right? But then you might have like a Call of Duty game, which is like not even 20. Same price. But at the same yeah, price. same so, price. Yeah, I just think when you get down to like, like sub five hours to charge 20 bucks is, is quite a lot. But... Yeah. All in all, I mean, it was definitely worth the play. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's definitely worth. It's got some really interesting storytelling, and uh, I know I remember reading or like seeing reviews for it, and the critics would be raving about it. It's like revolutionary storytelling and stuff. I don't think it was. I don't, I wouldn't call it revolutionary. No, but it had some really neat it's, storytelling that yeah. you could really only do with a game. Yeah. I feel, and this, what I, 
What I liked about it is kind of coupled with what I didn't like about it. What I didn't like was that there wasn't a lot of story that you had to search for. It was basically all spoon-fed to you, which, not a problem, because then you get across exactly what they want. Um, did you ever play Gone Home, Graham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really love playing that game because I played through it, and it, it definitely twists kind of like your emotions and, or, and your expectations as you play. But then there's also all this other additional content that you could find. Right, so my first playthrough, like, I didn't even know much about, like, her dad and his history of abuse and stuff like that and, and their marriage troubles. And so, like, to look through forums and posts, like, that was interesting to read about. Like, I didn't see that at all. That was really cool. If I had spent more time looking and exploring the world, I would have got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I really love about Edith Finch is what uh, any other story game would just give you as a piece of paper. It gives you like a, a different experience right Cause mm-hmm. the premise of the game is you're going back to your old childhood home and you're reading journal entries and notes about your deceased family members and then as you do that you begin to like the game plate shifts to that character and you basically experience how they die or their final moments or something about that while the game is narrating that letter to you which um works great because no experience is the same um i think i think probably the biggest thing (laughs) that kind of threw me off is that the first story they tell because i didn't know anything about the game Um, okay i didn't know if it was horror i did all i knew it was it was a story-based game right and i knew it was very good that's what i've heard the first character uh that you learn about her death is a little 10 year old girl or younger than 10 probably and like you turn into different animals so really off the bat it's like molly yeah molly you play as a cat and then the cat turns into an owl and the owl turns into a shark and it's just like what is what is going on it's so strange um and it kind of it kind of threw me for a loop at first and then it's like i don't know i don't know why they i don't know why they did that if it was trying to get like this this childhood innocence to like kind of fool you into thinking this would be a happy game but uh, i don't know um it was it was a strange one to start off with to, uh to be frank and then what, what, what followed that was it barbara or calvin um i want to say it was barbara yeah, no maybe calvin i might have been calvin anyway so you go to the next room and there's a booklet for this little boy named calvin who you basically like have to he's on a swing and you have to like push his legs back and forth and you make him swing off into the sea where he dies. It's like, yeah. it's like that juxtaposition towards like, Oh, it's like a weird little girl's hallucination to like, Oh, this kid just died and I watched it. It was, um, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's a hard subject matter to talk about, right? There's no really, I guess, a tactful way to do it. Yeah. It deals with some pretty dark subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, sometimes it's like dark horror and sometimes it's just dark. Um, (laughs) it also has like that kind of surrealism. Um, and you're not like, I, I don't know, but like, you don't always know exactly what's happening and if it's real or not. Yeah, it did a few things. Like, I mean, they, they briefly mentioned the idea that the family is cursed because, that's the basic premise of the game. 
the family, the Finches are cursed, and all of the members of the family die in either strange ways or untimely deaths, and only one child from each generation goes on to have more children. Um, and so, I mean, the bulk of the story is is just a series of five children that all die in, like, terrible and horrific ways. Um, what, I act, what I really liked about the game, though, is that it's almost entirely told from the perspective, like, of, um, of an unreliable narrator, right? So, um, for example, Barbara, um, she's, the way the her story is presented is in, like, this comic book that somebody had written about her, where it's, like, a mm -hmm. horror comic book, and you go bit by bit through the panels, and, um, at the end of the comic, it's implied that a bunch of monsters had invaded her house and then ate her, right? And then it gives you, like, uh, maybe it really didn't happen. Maybe it was more like her boyfriend. But they never tell you exactly how Barbara died. So you don't know. I mean, obviously it was a monsters. I, I would say obviously. But they don't give you that, that finality. And similarly with, with Molly's death, it's like you're not really... Like, I think she was poisoned. Like, I think she ate those berries and then started hallucinating and died. Yeah, that's basically what happens. But... They never go out and say it, right? And and especially and she, with Barbara. Even especially with Molly, just thinking like she writes the journal, right? Yeah, she's writing it as she's passing away, basically. Yeah. Like as she's hallucinating. Um. And uh, what were the other ones that were unreliable? I guess those um, were here, the big ones. I've got I'll a look, picture. I'll uh, send it to you. Okay. Cool. Um. I mean, some other ones are like, uh, we see them through, let's see here, oh, awesome, thank you, I'm going to need that, so pop that sucker open. There's, um, Sam, that was one I really enjoyed, where, with the hunting oh, yeah. and the yeah. camera. Yeah, where you kind of huh. interact with the story as it's happening. Yeah, and you get to, I like how you kind of had the ability to choose when you wanted to go forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I guess I guess only Molly and Barbara were the big ones. I mean, Gus, Gus's death is happening. It's not so much being told to you. It's like a a, a poem from a sister, but you're playing as Gus. So that happened quite a bit where other people had written the note, and then you're playing as that character. So I, again, it's hard to know like exactly what happened. Um. Yeah, Barbara's one was a little interesting, but mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's actually, I don't think I realized this, but the floors of the house, like, are actually kind of coincide with um, the the people, the like the the levels of the family tree. Oh yeah, because like I knew that it got. Like, as you went farther up, it was getting younger, but, like, Don, Gus, and Gregory are all on the same level. Yeah. Like, the the bottom one, except for Walter, are all on the same level. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. And then Milton, Lewis, and Edith are all kind of in that area of the level. Mm. Interestingly. Yeah, I never thought about that before. What, um... What story was your favorite? 
Definitely Lewis. That I would agree. Lewis's was was really well done. Just the way it oh. kind of like just evolved piece by piece to like not even the the little theory in his head getting more complex, but like the size it took up on your screen gets larger and larger until it's all you can see. It was like it was simultaneously like fun and then but like just so depressing because you know what's happening. Yeah, and I, I I really liked how it you you had almost like a a physical connection with what he was doing because like with one stick you're controlling his character and the other stick stick you're basically controlling his hand as he's chopping the fish up in the in the cannery. Yeah, so basically the game's like trying to for, force you into um like ignoring the fish almost because you got to focus on the character, right? So you. You just get used to the repeat motion of picking up, dragging, picking up, dragging, which is basically what mm-hmm. Lewis is going through, right? He's going through the motions and is more interested in this fantasy land, mm-hmm. which I thought was – I knew what they were doing. I'm like, oh, gosh, is my hand going to get cut off or something? Because that would be terrifying. But um, even even with Lewis's, I, I don't think – I'm trying to think of, like, what ones actually, like, show the deaths. I guess none of them really show the deaths, but um... – not Gregory. Gregory is kind of no. They show Sam's death. Uh, and they Sam, show yeah, Sam Walter's and kind Walters. of. Yeah. And Calvin. And Calvin, yeah. Where Lewis is is like it's implied how he ends it. We know it's suicide, mm-hmm. but we don't know the exact means. Well, we know pretty much the exact means. But um, yeah, even just like the way that they they write. Um, the letters, it's like, you get to learn more about the other characters. For example, Don wrote the story for Gus, her brother. And so you get to learn Don, who is Edith's mother, a little bit more about her as a child. Um, Lewis is, is write, written from his psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So you get to see her, this you know unknown character up to that point. Her basically, like, mo- realizing she failed him. And that was quite emotional. Um, mm-hmm. And then Walter wrote, no, Sam wrote uh, Calvin's when he was a child as well, as an 11-year-old. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, Sam also um, wrote to Kay about Gregory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, Gregory's was pretty tough. As, like, a new dad. It's just like, oh. Oh, yeah, God. that would be. Gregory is basically a baby that, that's another one where, like, the narrator is reliable because as you are playing as Gregory, like the bath toys are becoming are coming to life, and you're playing, and it's one the frog is jumping up and and knocking things over, and basically um, your mom leaves you for a second to go answer the phone, and you as the you're controlling the frog hit the tap, and the tap stops running. But obviously that didn't happen because you know the frog can't move around in real life. So it's like, how did he really die? <laughs> then like did he? I, Obviously, he probably hit it at some manner, or maybe Kay forgot to turn off the tap, or what have you. We don't really get to know for certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually it's it's neat that it doesn't show you exactly, and there's a little bit of interpretation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have to. Did you figure out the game's twist before the game ended? Um, no. The, the twist that, like, it was Edith died in the end? Yes. 
I realized I... after I sh I should have seen it coming, because the game like the, the whole way the premise works is you open the notebook or you read the note and then you go into that person's field of view, and that's ex and that's exactly how the oh, game starts. Oh, I the didn't starts, even consider that. Right. The game starts with you on a boat, and you've got a, a journal for Edith Finch. You open it up, you start to read, and then it brings you in to Edith's point of view. Obviously, at that point, you don't know that you're not Edith, so you just think it's a transition. But, I mean, after so many instances of, like, you're going into somebody's notes and going back in time, I, I feel like I really should have put it together. But I didn't even think of that. that is, that's cool. Yeah, so it's revealed at the end of the game, Edith... Is, dies in childbirth and the character now is reading through her novel and has gone back to her tombstone to lay flowers she has a young she has a son who's probably 16 at the time um which was a really depressing ending but um <laughs> i mean it's a really depressing game so mm -hmm. yeah I liked um I liked Walter's story as sad as it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was sad, but it was. Yeah, sorry. I don't... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like. Uh, Walter's another one I liked because you're reading his final thoughts, right? So he's leaving this note behind for those who basically he's traumatized and he spends his whole life in a bunker. Because, he doesn't because want to of leave. the family curse. Because yeah. of the family curse. He doesn't want to leave the outside world. He's got traumatic stress about what happened to Barbara because he was at home at the time that she died. And finally he decides, you know what? I'm leaving. And he breaks out. He's underground and he breaks into a train tunnel. And train comes by, gets him. But I, the wet part that they did well is that, he, you know, he's writing this before he leaves. But as you are leaving, right, Walter's narrating. So, like, you're you're really seeing his final thoughts as his at the same time as his final moments and like it's it's beautiful and then it's like tragic because <laughs> he's mm -hmm. looking up at the sun he's like it's a new day he's dead <laughs> you, you almost have hope for a moment to that yeah that he's gonna make it but he doesn't <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it was but it was also really i mean i think it is a game about hope almost in a sense or just like enjoying the time that you have because that's basically Edith Edith's last mo monologue to her child that yeah life is so brief and you never know what's going to happen and it could be gone tomorrow um, but it's so important to remember those that came before us yeah a lot of them do try to keep going even though that they know about this kind of family curse mm -hmm. I like the way the subtitles like took place in the world and interacted mm -hmm. in the world. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, because you could, like run into them, and the, there's a point where you like you opened a door and the the letters went flying everywhere. Yeah, and... yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I all in all, I would definitely recommend this game. Yeah. The only issue I have with it is the price tag, but that's. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's difficult to really. Um... I mean, it took them a long time to make the game as well, so obviously they're trying to recoup 
high investment costs, which is fine. And again, I mean... Like, it was a very pretty game. It was a beautiful game, and it was very well done. Um, it's just time to investment, or time to purchase. I feel it's a little off. But again, that's a, I think that's a problem for, like, these narrative games. And, in general. In general. Um, as far as, like, narr- the narrative game genre, I think this game has, at least in my opinion, been the best one so far. I hate to use the term, like, perfected the genre, because... The genre's not dead or done, so it's going to keep getting better. But I think it's definitely um, probably the favorite one I've played. And i played, you know, Gone Home. i played Firewatch. Um, those are probably the, the big-name ones. Um, what are some other ones? I think the thing about, like, this compared to Gone Home that I kind of preferred about Gone Home was that freedom to walk around and yes. look at things at your own at your own time and pace. You really didn't have any time to stop and smell the roses here. No, because it was constantly, like, you have one path, and that was pretty much the whole game. You had one path, and that's all you, all you could take. So there was no sense of discovery. You're right. Like, there were all these, like, hidden passages and that, but really they weren't... I can only remember one time where I opened up, like, a shortcut to a previous area... Because I, and I was like, oh, okay, so there's got to be a little bit of exploration. But then I ended up, you had to use that. Was that like the, um, was that like the, the wine cellar on the stairs? Um, I can't remember. It was like the landing. There was like a cupboard that was latched. And as you're crawling yeah. through a, a passageway, you unlatch it. Yeah, that reminds me, actually. You know where that landing is? There's the stairs that lead to the attic? Uh, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. You never get into that room unless you... I don't remember ever getting into that room. But maybe you get in through it like another way I just didn't realize. Yeah, maybe you do. I just thought of that too, yeah. But Yeah, I, I do kind of miss the, the exploration aspect of Gone Home uh, in this. Um, or even Firewatch where it's like... You have this giant landscape that you could really do whatever you want with if you wanted, or you can get right to the point if you wanted to do that as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the environments were so nice to look at, and um, there's there's a lot of detail which was neat neat to soak in. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, very. You you, there was no reward for going off the beaten path and being creative. Like there were there were times where, especially early on, I was like, okay, well I see that the the book is here that I can read. I want to check out what else is in the room first. But there wasn't usually anything else in the room. I have to give the game credit though. Like the the house felt like a house. You know what I mean? Like, it did, and that was really cool. It felt totally lived in, and like hoarders were living here almost. But like it felt. And, like, all the books had, like, different titles. I'm sure they repeated, but from what I can mm-hmm. tell, like, all the books were sort of unique. You know, they had they had photos of family members growing up and, like, ski trips and Christmas and Halloween. And, like, that's really fun. Like, that those little details they put in where some – a game like Gone Home, and at least in my memory, it's been a while since I played it, didn't really do that as well. You know, it's the standard hallway – and then your study, which has like a bookcase in it or whatever. 
this game was like chock full of you know decorations artwork um belongings which i found uh to be kind of cool it was a really dense game yes yeah yeah and um yeah i i i kept trying to toy with like trying to figure out if the game was supposed to be taking place in a world where there is no such no supernatural elements or if it was in a world where there were supernatural elements um i don't know if you got that feeling at all um i suppose i went into it knowing that it had some things to do with surrealism so I just kind of took it as it came. Okay. Um, I don't think it was implying that there were magical elements. Yeah. Um, I think it was more of a like a point of view kind of thing. I went onto the Wikipedia page after I played the game, and apparently they had the same company had put out a game a few years before called like The Unfinished Swan, mm-hmm. and they confirmed in a Reddit interview that the brother Milton is a character in that game yes i actually i recognize that i haven't played the game i played it a little bit a while ago um but yeah i noticed that the drawings on the wall were levels from the unfished one really that's interesting and uh, like uh the the little diorama thing was a uh, one of the levels oh that's kind of cool yeah i i i obviously didn't know that when i was playing that to me though was like okay well this confirms then it's a supernatural world which i honestly kind of had an issue with because <laughs> i'm like well that kind of takes away the well are you sure because couldn't the events of the unfinished swan also be something that was inside his head you know, that's interesting i didn't consider that i haven't played the game so i don't know the setting or anything like that but that's interesting that could have been maybe like his last <laughs> It was his his last thoughts. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you like? Um, I felt like uh, towards the end of the game, right? You are you go through like the main layers of the house, and then for some reason in their family, you can't reuse a room once it's been someone's lived there. So they have to keep on adding on rooms, and they kind of mm-hmm. add to the point of ridiculousness, where like they're being blatantly dangerous like this is a family that knows <laughs> all of their family members die and they're building like totally unsecure additions to their to their house and putting small <laughs> children in them i never even thought of that right i couldn't like, i couldn't help but think that like it, lewis's room is a boat that's like four stories in the sky on top of the house it's ridiculous <laughs> It is a little bit absurd. Like, especially because now I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the house and, like, the bottom floor is, like, reasonable, but then it just kind of arcs up exponentially. And I think that was kind of supposed to be, like, a, um, maybe, like, a marketing thing because that's, that's the cover of the game, right? The house. Yeah, it's very iconic. It is. And it's like, oh, that's kind of... That's interesting. Uh, but in... in, in I don't know. I just felt like it seemed so silly. <laughs> it was as if like Edith was destined to be the last one. But she's not the last one. The last one in the house, at the very least. That's true. Well, the the kids got the house now, so. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I just I just felt like, all right, come on, you're kind of <laughs> again when I was struggling with that supernatural or real, right? I'm like, if it's not supernatural, we're getting into the elements here of like the realism is being a little silly. Like, where's your common sense? But I mean, that's a nitpick. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I I guess they had to have the, the sealed room thing so that they could perfectly preserve the environment for the story. Well, I thought that was because, like, your, her mom had gotten kind of crazy. Once. Yeah, but it sounds like almost it was a family tradition. Yeah. Because you think of stuff like Don was born in 68, and there was a whole, like, Molly and Barbara and all those people, those came before her. Mm-hmm. So it's some kind of a family tradition. Oh, right, to not give out the same room. Yeah. Because well, I got that impression, too, that it was her mom that started it. Well, it's like, the family's very nostalgic, right? Like, even the house itself was brought over, or part, yeah. tried, tried to brought over from, was Sweden? I think so, yeah. Something like that. And so, they, they're con- they very nostalgic. Uh, Edie is like your great-grandmother, and she's constantly trying to memorialize everyone who's passed away. Mm-hmm. So she's drawing... These beautiful drawings of them. She's making sure all their belongings are kept the way they are, um, except except for Walters, um, whose stuff all gets moved down to the basement in the step in the cellar. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, it's it was interesting. Like the that little character trait everyone in the family had to just preserve that history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how Edith kind of latched onto that at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Do you wish they would have explained if the curse was legitimate or not? No. I'm actually quite content and glad that they didn't try to go into detail about it. Mm-hmm. Because I find that like it, some of the times these kinds of things... If they're explained, they kind of lose their magic, mm-hmm. which I know you you don't want it to think about it as magic, but um, it loses its charm if you if you reveal what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. So I, I think it was good that they didn't even that like they didn't explain. Oh, Molly died of being poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad that they left things vague. How about you? Um, I don't like the the nerd inside of me is like wants to know the lore. Like, why is this happening? Is it is it real? Right, that's the question. Is the curse real, or is it just this is what happened to them? Right, it's like all big coincidence. Like that part of me is like, yeah, I want to know. My other part is reluctantly agreeing with you. Like, it's not really important, right? In fact, they don't ever really mention a curse per se. Um, I think there's like a news article about, you know, a cursed family. But Edith never mentions the family curse. I don't think she does. I'm pretty sure she does. Does she? Okay, then maybe I'm I'm misremembering. But I I don't remember myself thinking through the game, this family's cursed. You know, this family has a curse on them, and they're all dying. It's not until, like, I read into the, the forums or whatever, where it's like, yeah, the family's cursed, and only one child 
has children in the family, which is an interesting uh, subject because that's just the way it happened to be. But so in that sense, I'm I'm sort of on the fence. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily think that they were cursed. Like that's that's my personal opinion. I, I think that it was just the way it happened to be. Mm-hmm. But um, because people can draw conclusions from anything. But, uh, yeah, I think that the fact, the idea of it being a curse was something that was important to the story. That the idea that there might be a curse, because well, that would shape, that guess, shapes their perception of it. I guess it's certainly important to the characters, right? Because Dawn yeah. goes a little bit nuts. Dawn's Edith's mom, and she goes a little bit nuts after she loses Milton. And then she loses Lewis. And the thing I liked about, like, the curse concept, right? Is that none of the deaths were like, were like similar, right? It's not like a curse where they all gonna, you know, burn to death. They all died in, in unique ways, some grandiose ways, some very reasonable ways. You know, Gregory drowning in a bathtub, it's very reasonable. Lewis having, you know, committing suicide, very reasonable. Calvin being stupid on a tree and ended up dying, very, that absolutely happens. You know, Barbara getting murdered? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, in that sense, it was like, the, yeah, it played with you, right? Because that's not, in my mind, it's like, well, that's not really a curse. Like, a curse, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm psychoanalyzing myself too much. A curse has got to have, like, this is what's going to happen to you, and this is how it's going to happen to every one of you. Okay. Wasn't there one guy who died when he was making a dragon slide? That was Sven, Edie's husband. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, comes kind of back to my point of how the house was so unreliably built. He he basically was crushed by a giant dragon skull that he was, or something like that, that he was trying slide, to add on. Slide, I think. Slide, slide, that he was trying to add on to the house. Which, which I'm actually, I don't know, did we ever see the dragon, the dragon slide? I don't remember it. I don't think, I don't think it got successfully built. Good point. I thought it would. I. I. Well, I think it would have been cool to see it. But. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, it's. I would say, it's, if we're using the metric of you know, did it, did it, um, successfully do what it set out to do? I would say absolutely ten out of ten. Um, yes. It is a beautiful, well written, well acted voice acting well-presented narrative game that really stuck with me for a few days where I was, like, thinking back to it. And I even, like, I told my co-workers about it, which I would, like, never do about even, like, Persona 4. I wouldn't be like, man, I'm playing this great Persona 4 <laughs> game and I'm in love with Yukiko. And they, they oh, that happened it. once. <laughs> Except you, Graham. I talked with you about it. No, but do you remember? There was one time when... <laughs> We tried to explain it to someone? Oh, yeah. Yep. And she looks at us very strange. Yeah. I feel like if she got to know Teddy, she would love him. Just like we do. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it um, I would definitely say 10, 10 out of 10. I, again, I can't think of any innate flaws in the game itself. Yeah, uh, I think it, it achieved what it set out to do and... Uh, told a really interesting, thought-provoking story. 